Hey, this is Tim Bennett with Lawn and Beyond LLC, and you're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host... Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 136, entitled Interview with Tim Bennett from Lawn and Beyond LLC. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in, as always, and downloading those episodes, as well as any questions or comments that uh, you guys have been sending my way. Now, uh, just before we get started uh, with this fantastic uh, interview, um, I just wanted to uh, mention to my podcast audience here, I know I've mentioned I, on um, uh, the YouTube videos and such, but I haven't mentioned here on the podcast that I do have uh, or have released um, podcast t-shirts or a line of podcast t-shirts available through Amazon.com. Uh, and uh, for you Prime members out there, uh, you also get the two-day free shipping, two-day turnaround uh, with that as well. Uh, so currently there's a couple of designs up there. I've got a bunch more uh, sort of in the works that will be uh, released over time. Uh, but that is there and available for you guys. Um, I'll put a uh, link in the podcast show notes to my Amazon affiliate store um, if you guys are interested in checking out uh, those. But essentially it's uh, uh, amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash lawn care business success. Uh, so this week's uh, episode um, is, uh, like I said, an interview with Tim Bennett from Lawn and Beyond LLC. And uh, Tim is going to share his story with us about uh, how he went from homeless uh, and, uh, you know, uh, addicted uh, to drugs uh and having no tools uh, or anything like that um, and basically finding a new focus in life uh and uh you know uh, s- deciding to uh take uh his life to the next level uh, and start up a lawn care business and uh just uh you know put everything he had uh into that and to uh you know give up the drugs uh and just uh you know focus in on this new uh goal uh for him to turn his life around uh, so I'm just going to play the podcast announcements, um, and uh, we'll get right into the interview in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. 
There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so I'd like to welcome Tim Bennett from Lawn and Beyond LLC to the show. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, doing great. How are you? I'm doing really, really good. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time out to uh, come on to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really do appreciate that. Um, so I'm just going to get right in to the question. So tell us a bit about yourself and your business. Well, let's see. I'm from St. Louis and I started this business just uh, three years ago. So this year coming right now is going to be my fourth year in business. And I literally started from nothing. And previously, why I started the business of lawn care and landscaping is because uh, prior to me starting, I was in another lawn business and I was in the field for probably about four years and working with another company. And then uh, he had fired me at the end of the season, before even the end of the season, and I was left <laughs> like broken, didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I mm-hmm. I just acquired a truck. I didn't really have a home. I was also still, you know, in and out of just uh, coping with a lot of personal problems. And I was okay. I was homeless and I was overcoming drugs at the time. And okay. I really hit hard. And so yeah. following that winter, I made a decision that I had to do something with my life. And so I decided mm-hmm. to... I changed my life around. I went to rehab and okay. <laughs> after rehab, I decided I'm going to start this business and I'm going to do what, you know, what the guy I was working with and start a lawn care business. And okay. so ever since, you know, three years ago, I've been grinding hard, <laughs> trying to just figure everything out along the way because I knew yeah. nothing about business. I knew nothing but how to do the work. And so it's mm-hmm. it's been crazy. And I... So starting up that first year, I was living inside of a garage and I didn't have oh, wow. any capital and yeah. it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was just like the craziest thing I've probably could have done, but yet the best. And every dollar that I made at that time, I literally just put back and have been investing in the business and pretty much have been doing ever since, um, okay. I started three years ago. And so it's been, okay, been a crazy journey so far but <laughs> pretty fun yeah. at the same time yeah it is quite uh exciting especially that startup uh stage that uh everybody goes into um that's uh my favorite thing to being an entrepreneur and all of the business ideas i've had in the past um you know just that whole beginning stage of the possibilities when you think about you know what you could do um, with your life and how you can mm-hmm. sort of take control of it and, and build something. Um, that's fantastic. So, and with you, you know, with yours, it's, it's very interesting that you're, uh, you know, coming from that struggle right from, uh, the beginning. We've heard, uh, you know, from uh, people similar who were, you know, living in their cars and stuff, uh, in <laughs> yeah. the past try and borrowing tools to get, uh, things done. So this is just another example, uh, and to, to have to overcome, 
um, you know, your drug um, addiction as well and go through rehab and all that, um, your focus uh, must be very, very uh, strong uh, to be able to uh, overcome that and and stay uh, so determined to keep on track mm-hmm. uh, with what you're trying to build. Uh, so that's um, pretty awesome to hear uh, how far you've come in such a short time. Yeah, it's um, so. Yeah, go ahead. I uh, said, so, yeah, it's been great. I mean, just trying to keep pushing forward. I mean, with that behind me, and there's not, you know, no yes. looking back. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, congratulations uh, with that. Um, so I'm assuming uh, my next question is, is your lawn care business, your main income or side hustle? So um, I'm assuming it's your main income now. Uh, yeah. Ever since I literally started the business from being homeless, like yeah. it's been the only thing that I've done, which, you know, on okay. the side of, you know, I'll, I'll do different hustles on the side in the past, but right now it's just focused completely on the business and uh, nothing else right now. Okay. So what um, first attracted you uh, to thinking about doing a lawn care business and the lawn care industry? What made you want to start um, your own business as opposed to um, maybe just finding another job or going to work for somebody else again? Uh, It was after seeing the other company I worked for and seeing all the ins and outs. I mean, I was literally getting, you know, 12 bucks an hour and I was running um a lot of his business and you know not getting paid what i thought would be good enough for what i was providing for him so i I wanted better pay um i pretty much Mm -hmm. learned the ins and outs of estimating he had me go do um you know talking with clients um just doing a great job on the properties and uh seeing good results from the customers and so <laughs> and then also not seeing uh, a lot of work get done that customers had requested that he'd neglect. And so I was like, I want to be a company and make something happen that all these problems that I see, you know, don't happen. And I want to become the company that will, you know, be on time, that will make the phone calls, will show up, will get the work done for clients and, you know, not gl- neglect clients, but we'll take care of the ones that we have before we even think about growing any bigger. And we'll mm-hmm. um, also take care of the employees and, you know, give them the respect and uh, make them feel <laughs> like they're a part of a team um, with the business and not just somebody that I send out to go <laughs> go work and uh, just for a, you know, a small paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, so uh, you mentioned um, employees. Do you have employees at the moment or are you just a one-man operation? Um, last year, I did have a couple guys that were working with me and – as a lot of us all know and we see in this industry, it is so hard to keep people around. And that's that's one of the one things I'm trying to focus on right now is trying to build a system to hire qualified candidates that will be willing to, you know, stay around and, you know, make a make a great atmosphere in the business for that to, mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so... With that, uh, how would you, this is a question that I ask everybody and I get a different answer from everybody and there's no right or wrong answer, um, which is why I love this question. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is how would you, uh, Tim Bennett, define success? Yeah, for myself, I guess I would define success as 
something that uh, you just something you stick to, and that you uh, you pushing at your goals and uh, reaching the goals and just keep pushing forward in life in general in all areas and all things because you know like there is no limit and there's no cap on what you can achieve. Yeah, absolutely. See, that's a fantastic answer. And again, a different answer that I've received in the past from everybody. Like I said, everybody gives me a different answer, which is why I love that question. Um, and the reason I ask it, um, and part of the reason why the podcast is even called um, the Long Care Business Success Podcast is because when people see when a, a normal uh, person, and I say normal as in a normal like nine to five job type mm-hmm. person, uh, in that mentality, when they see the word success, they think money. Yeah. Um, but an entrepreneur, somebody who runs their own business, see, knows that that the the term success can mean so much more and for other people it's being your own boss it's um you know having the time freedom to do what you want when you want or do the jobs that you want and be able to not have somebody telling you that you have to go do this job or uh when <laughs> to take your lunch or uh, that right it it means so much for to each mm-hmm. person. Uh, so like I said, that's a, a fantastic answer that you gave there. Um, it just shows that uh, the mindset um, of an entrepreneur, um, because not one person has ever come uh, in on this podcast and said money <laughs> as their, <laughs> as what, as what success yeah, money meant, can't right? define, you know, any success at all for sure. <laughs> N- no. Um, so what a, a type of equipment uh, do you use? Is it uh, predominantly uh, smaller mowers or are you in an area where it's bigger uh, mowers? <laughs> uh, that's a funny question you asked that. Well, I mean, literally since I started with nothing that every year um, and every part of the year, I'm always you know, swapping out and, uh, you know, getting better equipment because what I first started off with was just, you know, residential. And then Finally, this past year, I was able to acquire all commercial equipment, and we got we got a nice, nice. Ferris dealer here. So I got a Ferris mower and um, a Honda twenty one inch small mower for backyards. I got uh, Red, Red Max yep. trimmers and blowers here, and so um, I I mean, no matter what what you'd say, like if you're starting from nothing, you definitely you know how it was. It's probably like the best thing to go about in doing is invest and build into that commercial stuff and not just try and take out a huge loan and, you know, <laughs> try to work to pay that off. I mean, especially yeah. if you don't know how to do business, because I swear like it's been the craziest experience on how you're going to handle different situations uh, from estimating and how you're going to go and do jobs and how many customers you're going to acquire. So yeah. when getting the equipment, make sure to, you know, Make sure to get jobs first before you get all that equipment, especially the expensive equipment. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's fantastic advice. Um, that reminds me of uh, another listener that um, was, um, you know, he was pretty uh, vocal about how much he liked my podcast. He was always emailing me and saying how much he appreciated the content and stuff. And mm-hmm. he was um, an engineer working an engineering job that he was um, bored of basically and wanted to go and be <laughs> his own boss. And he was thinking lawn care. So he was listening to the podcast and uh, he was um, 
he built his own, he had never built a website before, um, and was asking me about it. And I mm-hmm. told him, well, I've got a video on my YouTube that shows you like step-by-step how to build a WordPress website for your lawn care business. So he followed that and he built himself a website and he, he was getting all through it. He bought over the winter, a truck and a trailer, all used stuff, <laughs> um, and some used equipment to get started. And this guy was like, totally gung-ho like he was so focused on leaving his engineering job and building a lawn care business and then he you know halfway through the spring i noticed his instagram account disappeared and some things so i emailed him and said hey what's going on i noticed uh, your stuff's going and he said um i just he says i have so much respect for contractors he says after you know, four months, I've been so busy. The website's been off the hook. And he says, <laughs> I just realized that lawn care is not for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> he says, he, he says, I just, uh, huge I just don't, huh? he's like, I just don't want to do it anymore. And it was good that he started frugally. Like he bought all used stuff and was like you said, not dumping a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where that's, you know, what you were saying, it just triggered that uh, in my head going, yeah, like that's, <laughs> it, it can happen. You can be the most, you know, focused person saying, yes, I want to do this. But until you start actually doing it, you may not know if you like it. And the last thing <laughs> right. you want is to have, you know, $20,000 of brand new equipment that you're paying off. And, you know, you're not going to get that money back. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to take a big hit yeah. if you sell it and stuff. So Biggest loan I did take was last year when I I just had picked up uh, two big commercial accounts and it literally doubled my business, and so I knew I had to get up uh, buy something that was reliable so I can maintain these uh, <laughs> contracts the whole yes. season. So I did pick up um, a brand new forty eight inch Ferris uh, last year and it was seventy two hundred dollars after taxes and mm-hmm. everything, and I got half of that thing paid off. And I knew I had to make sure to get most of it paid off. Otherwise, you know, I don't want to be making those payments, petter payments, um, you know, for the next five years on that loan. So, yeah, you know, it's another good way to yeah, no, that's pay it off and get yeah, it done. no, that's awesome. And and again, very smart. You know, you're in to the business already for a few years. Um, you know, you're you know enough doing it that you enjoy doing it, and that you want to, you know take the company to the next level, but only after, and this is like a huge lesson for people listening that are thinking about starting and starting off only after you got those contracts, those commercial contracts, did you say, okay, now I need something reliable to be able to take care of these. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, and once you, you know, you had those contracts signed and you knew you had that work guaranteed for that season is when you, stepped up to the plate and took it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, again, fantastic advice for people just starting out. Um, so of all of your um, uh, stuff that you do uh, as far as lawn care goes for your clients, um, what do you offer any other services besides just lawn mowing? Um, or do you do, uh, you know, handyman services or pressure washing or things like that as well? Um, as I'm growing into the business, I'm trying to keep it open. And um, okay. now as I'm, as I want to expand it, as I'm just like really reminiscing on everything and how I'm going to do this, if I want to expand and it's with several people, I have to have a, I have to have 
um, a system for each individual to be trained to do everything in a proper way for I want for my business to, you know, grow and have the the great results that I, you know, I want for this company if I want to grow it. And so yeah. I think I'm going to keep it smaller and not expand too broad, but I do want, but yeah. right now I just do, you know, the lawn care, lawn maintenance, including you know, like aerations and seeding. And then also I'll do, you know, install mulch and fix up beds and de-weeding and stuff like that. And then fall and spring cleanups, just, you know, the regular stuff. And beyond that, okay. I don't think I'll expand too much this next year, but I might, you know, f- later on get into maybe some bigger landscaping jobs where I'm putting in retaining walls or st- stuff like that. So, yeah, no, that's uh, that sounds good. Um, it's definitely um, depending on the business plan or the business style. Um, whether it makes sense or not for you, obviously wanting to expand with crews, uh, and stuff like that, um, keeping it simpler, like you said, so that it's, you know, employees are able to train on these specific tasks. Um, you know, you have schedules and all that sort of stuff. It makes it a lot easier. (laughs) If you're a single owner operator, um, then it might make sense to do more services like the pressure washing and all that stuff because you're, mm-hmm. you're, when you build those relationships with those residential clients, they are ultimately, um, there, those jobs are there for the taking, yeah. uh, and you can also, you know, for me personally, that's what I do. I, um, mow only three days a week, um, and, uh, on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And then uh, generally the Mondays and Fridays are left uh, for those extra jobs um, mm-hmm. that uh, people have piled up, whether it's hedges or cleanups or aerating, um, you know, the fertilizer jobs and then, you know, power washing and all that sort of stuff um, that can be done as well. Um, you know, if I'm uh, <laughs> looking for work at that time, yeah. but if you have crews, then I think keeping it simpler is uh, uh, probably the best way. Uh, to go about yeah. it. And it seems like people these days, especially when you're hiring people, yeah, you got to keep it simple and uh, definitely uh, just learning and living that rule as just from past experience of trying to pick up jobs and people are just clueless. And there's no way I could have ever left a job site and left someone to it because <laughs> they're not trained and yeah, qualified yeah. at all. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, um, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, you know, just, uh, back a bit there with uh, that. I think for me, um, the difference is that, like you said, uh, also it, with clients, it's hard to find good clients. Um, you know, ones that um, you don't have to worry about getting paid for. You don't have to think. So uh, when I have those types of clients, like I do all credit card payments for all my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I have all those types of clients, if they're looking to me for extra work, like they want something pressure washed or something like that. I don't have an issue doing it for them because I know it's like, why instead of spending my time looking for more clients Mm -hmm. that are going to be good clients, well, I already have these good clients that I know I don't have an issue getting paid for. And they want me to do these extras. Well, Right, Why open not? that door. Right, I'm already, I'm already here. So just maximize. Um, you know, it's like uh, taking a wet cloth and wringing it out. Right, just squeezing every bit <laughs> out. Right. Why have some other contractor come here and uh, you know do that when they're asking me for all this stuff? I'll just do yeah, it myself. Definitely. Um, but 
but it just depends on the the sort of business plan. I have no uh, desire to have crews and to build some you know huge uh, massive company. I'm completely uh, my success or definition of success is my time freedom and just being yeah. on my own and you know working my own jobs and being able to leave when I need to and uh, not dealing with employees and stuff like that. Uh, but that's what is so great about lawn care and the lawn care business is that, you know, you can make it your own and what you want out of it. Um, so you mentioned that, um, you know, you, when you were talking about buying that, uh, 48 inch Ferris, uh, that you bought it after, uh, you got those two commercial properties. Um, so that, um, brings me to the question, what do you prefer? Do you prefer the commercial jobs or do you prefer residential jobs and why? Well, <laughs> almost after picking up those commercial clients, um, I found it a lot easier dealing with them for uh, two specific reasons. One reason is uh, they're not as picky if you go to a residential customer and you know they're always picking on everything you're doing and also collecting payment. They're always prompt on time. Usually, though, they do want their payment. You know, it's a couple of weeks delayed. But they're always, you know, yeah. usually always paid up. And then the second reason is <laughs> when you get a job, it's usually massive and it, it'll grow your business significantly. And so, like here, there's property management is so huge with everybody renting <laughs> that I, I feel that this yeah. this year in marketing, I, I want to definitely deliver my company and what I'm trying to do and outreach to all the different uh, property managers around here, realtors, to definitely get my name across the board and let them know I'm here and uh, see if any of them need opportunity. Because I see a lot of them always pick up people that they don't last or they're skipping cuts. They're not reliable. They're not honest and trustworthy. And so Mm -hmm. I want to try and pick those open areas up and let my company be seen, you know, through them. Okay. Yeah. Um, So with those commercial um, clients uh, that you have, are they like – you know, mini malls, uh, or like, you know, stores and stuff like that? Or is it, um, like stratas, um, townhomes, uh, apartments, uh, that um, sort of stuff? One of them, the property management company, there's a couple, two different ones I work with and they just have several different, uh, four family flats and single family homes that they re- have rented out. And so I just, oh, okay. you know, I mow them. And the good thing also, I guess another thing is that they're, they're so localized that, um, I don't have to drive very far. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so when I pick them up, I'll pick up 10 within, you know, uh, like a three to five mile radius. And it's really easy just to hit them all up in one day. And there's even one day yeah. that I've, I hit about 30 <laughs> different properties because they're so close to each other. And yeah, yeah. And so that makes, yeah, makes no, it that nice makes- and convenient. Yeah, no, that makes a, a huge difference. I actually, uh, um, 
uh, funny did a video on YouTube yesterday about oh, root yeah. density and how you can um, make more money uh, in less time with your lawn care <laughs> business. And it's all about uh, building your root up yeah. over time, uh, you know, focusing on, on specific areas and not spreading yourself too thin with your advertising over, say, the whole city, but picking neighborhoods and hitting those hard so that you pick up more clients mm-hmm. in those areas where you already have maybe some clients um, so that you're not moving the truck. You're not driving around uh, and doing that because, uh, like I say, you'll be able to um, do more clients. Um, and it's how I, uh, with my responsibilities, picking up kids from school uh, early every day and, and that where I can mow three days a week and work only from 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. to 2 with the mowing <laughs> and get it all done because – the clients are like literally, you know, all on the same streets um, or, you know, within, you know, a one or two minute drive uh, from each house uh, that it's, uh, you know, makes it so much uh, simpler uh, to get mm-hmm. all that stuff that done. Is, yeah. uh, so share with us a time where you struggled in your business and what you learned or did to overcome it. So I w- so I thought about this for a little bit and really the only thing that came up with me <laughs> came to mind was that struggling if you're if you're trying to keep pushing forward is everything's going to be a struggle. And especially where I came from that just even starting out was a struggle, learning how to do an estimate was a struggle. Um when truck breaks down, you have no other equipment, you don't have any money in the bank. It's a struggle. <laughs> I got a wife and kids right now. Um, you know, family, that's a struggle. It's it's a constant struggle, and I don't ever see it really being relaxing. And personally, I, I tell myself, if I get too comfortable, I'm become lazy. And so <laughs> that's that's yeah, the yeah. thing. If if I do um you know, find things to become too easy, I don't want that laziness to start kicking in and then I don't I get uh, lazy on, you know, doing estimates and picking up the phone yeah. and responding faster to emails and clients and making the phone calls. So, mm-hmm. so how would you say you keep yourself um, motivated then to continue? Because another thing that is very constant in lawn care uh, and, you know, this may be unfair to ask you because you're uh, only three years into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you hear about burnout all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gone through it. Um, I've talked about on this podcast how, um, you know, there was a, a time where I was just not interested anymore uh, in lawn care and was looking <laughs> at, you know, different uh, jobs and stuff. And actually, uh, uh, you know, I just started, uh, I'm not sure exactly how I started searching for lawn care stuff on the internet because at that point I was completely burnt mm-hmm. out and thing. Um, but I stumbled, that's where I stumbled upon Keith Kalfas <laughs> yeah. and I, I started to watch his stuff and he was very, uh, motivational, um, in his videos, uh, especially his early, on, you know, ones early, early mm-hmm. on. Um, and, uh, it lit a fire under <laughs> me that I was like, like, look at this kid. He's out there doing it. I've been doing this for, you know, maybe seven years at the time and I'm feeling burnt out and stuff and I'm losing focus on what a great opportunity this is. And, you know, I'm starting to think, Oh, maybe it's better if I just get a nine to five job. Oh no. And this kid is reminding me 
of how great it is to be, you know, self-employed mm-hmm. and stuff. Right. And it just completely lit a fire uh, underneath me. Um, so how would you say, like I said, it might be unfair to ask you because you're still in that three year, you know, stage. Uh, but, um, you know, how would you say you keep yourself motivated from, like you said, being, uh, lazy, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, that sort of yeah. thing, because it's very easy to fall yeah, into. It, it is, especially just doing the same thing over and over and uh, not seeing results as well. Um, for me, I mean, it'd be people like you, <laughs> um, the podcast, you know, that is that is a great thing. And I appreciate you, what you do <laughs> for everybody. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and as well, you know, the YouTube videos that are um, all over the place and how people are really well yeah. network um, with the lawn landscape um, company. Because personally, I don't have a mentor. And, you know, I think a lot of people when starting out, especially, it's good to have one. But I have a lot of people out there that I can look to and ask questions and they respond through uh, um, Facebook and YouTube. And uh, everyone seems to be really quick to to help each other out and uh, not burn each other out. And yeah, I'd say as well for to, to keep the motivated drive. Um, I also have a big prayer life and I'm spiritually, okay. spiritually driven because I, you know, I've been given the second chance in life and I know, I know I can't uh-huh. fail at uh, what's what I decided to change my life to do. And, um, I think as well, I can't get bored if I want to keep growing and expanding. It's, I think I made that decision to just keep learning and uh, not get bored with what I'm doing because I'm a person I love to learn. I love to, you know, gain as much knowledge and wisdom as I can. And then once I, I stop learning something, you know, you get bored. But <laughs> if I keep yeah. growing into something, then that can't happen and there won't be any chance. So I'll be able to keep motivated seeing these results happen in my life. Yeah. Excellent. That's uh, fantastic. You mentioned uh, your uh, prayer life. Uh, was that something that you were always um you know, a very strong part of your life through even like the drug use stuff, or did it predominantly, um, start to happen, uh, through that transition? Um, it, no, not at all through drugs. <laughs> I mean, I was always okay. wishing, yeah, sure. You know, God's there, but it's always in the back of everyone's head kind of, but, but really it was the epiphany when I was right before rehab. Uh, I literally had, you know, God had came down and he had, he had revealed himself to me, like all glory. And like, I was, I was in the midst of possess possession by so many drugs I had taken in. And so, um, mm-hmm. then I just called out on Jesus and literally he came and he showed himself to me. And so ever since then, I've been seeking, um, a strong prayer life, a strong relationship. And it's, man, it's been led all the way. I can't deny that he's given me all the strength. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, that reminds me of, um, that, uh, story that, uh, I've seen, I'm not sure, you know, exactly where it came from. Um, but it's something about, um, you know, I think footsteps in the sand, mm. um, and, uh, you know, somebody struggling walking on the beach, um, and, you know, 
uh, and seeing only one <laughs> set of footsteps uh, yeah. in the sand behind them and, you know, calling to God and saying, you know, why have you abandoned me? Um, you know, I'm struggling here. I need your help. Um, you know, I need you to, uh, you know, help me through this. And then, uh, you know, somebody points out that, you know, look behind you and they, what do you see? And they say, you know, only, only yeah. one set of footsteps. And they, you know, basically say something like, well, those aren't yours. Those are the footsteps of God <laughs> right. carrying you, um, yeah. through it. Right. Most definitely. Um, so, you know, it depends, you know, so yeah, that's a really, uh, inspiring, um, story there. Uh, it can, you can draw a lot of strength, um, from, you know, times like that. And it's interesting, um, how God will reveal, uh, himself at mm -hmm. certain times. Um, you know, I remember once, uh, there's a story, I don't think I've ever told this story on this podcast. Um, I was going to almost like a Bible study type class, um, with my wife, uh, for a program. And, uh, you know, they were talking about how, uh, when you, um, you know, appreciate, say, your environment around you. You know, you say it's a beautiful day. You say, uh, you know, look at those mountains, look at the ocean, look at that sunset, that you're praising God because God created right. all of that. Um, so they say, you know, take a moment to appreciate the things around you. So I remember one day remembering that. And I remember that, you know, I had at the time some pet birds, <laughs> Um, uh, some budgies and lovebirds nice. and stuff, right? So, and they would always clean themselves, right? So they'd be, you know, going into their water dish, getting some water and cleaning their feathers and stuff. So I went, I was in the kitchen one day um, and we had this sun deck um, and there was some puddles of water in it. And I saw these birds fly down onto the deck and they started to uh, clean themselves and they were like little sparrows or something. And I was like, hey, if I grab my binoculars, you know, maybe I can get a good look at these birds clean themselves and see how they, you know, clean themselves as compared to my pet birds. Now, I know this sounds kind of dorky, but, um, so I went and grabbed these binoculars and I went to, you know, look at these birds through the window. And as I focused, as soon as I got the focus, right, they flew <laughs> off into a tree. So I opened the door and I walked to the end of the sun deck and I tried to focus on the birds in the tree and they flew off again. And I literally said to myself, this was like a week after. And my wife had, I didn't notice at the time, but my wife had followed me out onto the deck. And I literally said to myself, what's the matter, God? Don't you want me to appreciate <laughs> these you know, yeah. birds that you've created? Like I was almost like ticked off that, you know, I was trying to appreciate his, his work and these birds keep flying off. And my wife said, oh my goodness, look up. And I looked up and there was 12 bald eagles circling <laughs> oh, wow. over my house yeah. in the middle of a metropolitan city. And it was like, <laughs> holy smokes, like what the heck? And they just sat there for literally five minutes going around a circle, like following each other in a complete circle. And after five minutes, we were just standing there with like goosebumps and one oh. eagle finally left and and flew off and each eagle after him started following and leaving the circle and i was just like what the oh, heck just awesome. <laughs> what just happened yeah <laughs>
So a bit of a, a corny story, no, but uh, gave me the chills for just, a second. Reminded there. me, just knowing that's real, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. How you know God can reveal Himself in so many mm-hmm. different ways, uh, and just show you that uh, He's listening. He knows. Um. So, uh, what is your favorite thing about being self-employed? I like that the options are unlimited and that when I want to work, I can work that, you know, whatever I want to charge, I can charge. Um, (laughs) it, it's, it's so open. Um, what I want to do for the business I can do. And that's what I really like about it. I can, I can build this culture of what my interests and what I like, and I don't have to conform to any other business (laughs) business <laughs> and how they run their show. And mm-hmm. so it's, yeah. it's so nice. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's, um, you know, that kind of brings me back to that um, definition of success and what it yeah. means to me is exactly what you just uh, pointed out there is just that whole, uh, you know, freedom of being able to do what you want and make it what you want and build it to what you want um, and without people telling you uh, any of that. Um, so in your business, you've been in business now for three years. Uh, you started from absolutely scratch uh, with no clients, no equipment, none of that. How did you start marketing your business? How did you start picking up your first clients? I had, during the winter before I started, I had gotten a few little side jobs, uh, construction or labor, and I saved that money up and purchased a few you know, hand tools and whatnot. And as well as I went ahead and I designed at home some flyers and I went to uh, print off 5,000 of these flyers and it was ones I just hole punched with a rubber band and that's literally handed them all out that spring and that's how I received all my first clients and I handed out and got about 1% back in return and I handed out uh, nice 3,500 and got about 35 clients. Well, definitely a, a solid yeah. start uh, yeah. to get going. So did you, you said you had purchased because, some- you know, I was so underbid. I was so excited for these jobs that I was, I was, you know, telling customers, yeah, I'll mow it for $20. I'll mow this, uh, <laughs> I'll mow an acre for almost mm-hmm. like $40. And I was, I was going crazy over like, just so happy, you know, like a kid candy store. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Slowly at the time, I'm yeah. like, oh, man, taxes I can't do. I can't afford any more equipment. And so my first two years, I was just so burnt down and I couldn't maintain anything. I didn't know what was going on. And I had to force myself over that, like, next level, that limit of, you know, my self-defeating behavior of saying I was I was worth it. And I believed in what I was doing. And just a lot of things that can stop you, you know, that fear Um of trying to overcome yep. <laughs> in your business of, you know, every little yep. level, you know, whether it's, it's employees or customers. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you were saying as well that um, you mentioned there that you had, um, you handed out those flyers, you saved mm-hmm. up some money, you bought some hand tools. Um, so did you even have a mower at this point um, when you were starting out or were you doing just uh, other types yeah, of jobs? Yeah, I mean, I think I went on Craigslist and I got something for like $50. <laughs> <Some>, yeah, a <laughs> piece of crap oh, okay. that was just broken down. Just like a yeah, exactly. push mower type. Yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> okay, so you uh, basically got a very humble beginnings there and just uh, went with it. Uh, <clears throat> that's awesome to hear. So now going forward, um, you know, you're three years in, obviously, uh, you've built up enough work to have, uh, you said you had some uh, employees. Um, so what have you done now to market your business, um, as opposed to what you did when you first started, um, and share your number one marketing tip right. with people. Uh, well, now as I'm growing the business, as you tried saying before, <laughs> when you click on my website link, it's not working and I'm trying to build this website and actually get a return on yeah. the investment, um, a good ROI because yeah. I'm, I, I really believe that like, I think even in a lot of cities that, you know, the lawn landscaping business, they don't, they don't focus and work hard on that part. Um, and it's so open and easy mm -hmm. to do. And so I know I've already gotten some phone calls just because local people where I live, they've seen my name somehow. I don't even know because I didn't really even list it or anything, yeah. but they saw it. And so I yeah, want to focus yeah. more on that. And as well, I think I'll do how you were saying. Con I need to condense because when I first started and I was handing out flyers, I was handing out flyers everywhere in the city, um, out way out in yep. the county, you know, 10 miles away, 15 miles even, just to try and get mm -hmm. anything. And I pick stuff up. And now a lot of those clients, um, so, I mean, they're in nicer neighborhoods, so the value is worth driving all the way out there. But to get my foot in that door was yep. nice. So now I want to try and build in that neighborhood and probably just hand out flyers, you know, on that, on those blocks now, instead of the whole neighborhood, just hand out flyers on that block. And, uh, the third thing is really, yeah. um, with the commercial clients, I want to contact all the local commercial clients and, uh, or people out here, um, doing property management and, uh, build relationships with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what you were mentioning there with the condensing and stuff. Um, and with that video that I did uh, yesterday, um, basically what I found over the years was that, you know, you're a little company when you're starting <laughs> yeah. out. Um, and you know, you've got your, you're doing your breath, your, your best to, you know, brand your business and all that. But if you're, you know, in a huge city and you know, it takes you say half an hour, 40 minutes or so to drive from one end of the city mm -hmm. to the other end of the city. Um, you're spreading yourself out way, you know, too thin. Um, you know, I was spending so much time driving around, um, and I would work in one neighborhood and, you know, as a lawn care uh, business, you're working during the day when most people aren't even home. So you would get this one call, you'd go out to this house and, you know, there'd be no neighbors around because they'd all be at work uh, and nobody would see you. Um, and you would do this one job and then you would leave. Um, and I just found it very, you know, you weren't getting as many walk-ups, um, and all that sort of stuff to try to build that business. Um, once I decided to, you know, concentrate on a specific area and I went even a step further, I completely, uh, rebranded my business and named it after the community oh, wow. <laughs> that I wanted to work in um, and, and went there just to get it that one extra step. Um, and now the difference is that, you know, like I said, you're, you're condensing your building, but the thing is the truck, the trailer, the branding, I'm not leaving this area. So 
it's, uh, you know, it's the same people that live around me, my target customers that are going in and out, um, you know, of their neighborhood as well and shopping. And, you know, if I stop at a McDonald's or something like that, it's the mm-hmm. ones in my area that I'm trying to target. So it's all the same people every day that keep seeing my vehicle. And it just, that branding goes so much farther yeah. when you're a little company. If you, keep targeting the same area, the same thing, because they'll see you working on this block. And then maybe the other day they're, you know, driving to the grocery store and now they see you parked over here and (laughs) they keep seeing. Whereas when you're spreading yourself, you know, over the whole city, you don't get that. And it makes it so much harder with a small company. Um, So that's why I say like, you don't have to go as far as branding your company after the community Mm -hmm. that you live in. Like I did. Um, It (laughs) certainly helps, but just focusing in on an area and having you'll get so much more from your uh vehicle like if you have signage and graphics yeah. and wraps and all that stuff you get so much more back from it when it's in a specific targeted neighborhood over and over and over again um because those are the people you're focusing on and they just keep seeing that you know sort of subliminally they just keep seeing that brand over and over again they may not need something today but, you know, six months later when, you know, they're having maybe surgery and can't mow their lawn anymore, the first company they're going to think of is the one they keep seeing in the neighborhood yeah. that does all their neighbors. And obviously you do a good job because you're still working in the neighborhood. Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, that condensing, I think, is so important for a small uh, small company so that you're not spreading yourself out. Uh, I'm glad you say uh, that about the branding, thin. though. Because uh, <laughs> I just literally spent the most I've ever spent on marketing, which is um, getting decals on my truck and the trailer um, that I have. So I'm excited. I yeah. actually just took it in last week to yeah, no. um, get done. Hopefully it'll be done next week. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think you'll find, um, you know, there's benefits far exceeding just the building of work um, or extra work. Um I've seen the benefit um, just from trust Mm -hmm. um, that it creates instant trust with people because people see that branding. They see that and they know that you're not a fly by night company. You're not just some guy in a pickup truck with a lawnmower looking to get some work who may or may not be reliable. If you're serious enough to put that money into branding your business, then they know that this is your full-time gig and they can trust you. I've told the story before where, you know, I met a customer and I only do credit card payments Yeah. and I met a customer for the first time, literally, you know, gave her, it was pretty simple. She wanted a lawn mode. I gave her price. She was good with price. And then I said, you know, I only do, uh, you know, your, I don't even, I didn't even, you know, say it in that sense. I was just firm right up front. Um, like saying, okay, so here's, here's what we do. We come, we come every week. We mow you. I don't even give them the option of every two weeks, 10 day cuts, none of that. It's a weekly cut. We come every week, rain or shine on your specific day at roughly the exact same time every week. At the end of the month, it's billed directly onto your Visa or MasterCard. Mm-hmm. And I leave an invoice the next week. Um, that's itemized with the days of the week and you know exactly what's on your thing. We never charge anything to your credit card that isn't already approved by you. So if you tell me you just want lawn mowing, that's what you're going to get billed for 
each month. If you want lawn mowing fertilizer aerating that I quote you now, that's what you're going to get billed for. But I'm not going to come and trim a hedge and you know put that on your bill without talking to you about it first. Right. I'll suggest stuff that need to be done, right? So I'm very firm about like this is there's no wiggle room uh-huh. with them saying, well, I want to you know <laughs> this or you know I only pay cash or I I want it's no this is how it is if. If credit cards doesn't work for you, then I'm not your guy. Yeah, that's um, what you got to so be. So basically, <laughs> yeah, and and then basically, this customer looked at me and she handed me her credit card, and she said, "This is crazy. <laughs> I've only met you for five minutes, and I already just gave you my credit card, right?" And then she goes, "But I can tell by your uniform and your truck and trailer that you're not going anywhere. That you're not, you know, a fly by night type." company right Mm -hmm. and i was like yep that's you know and i just kind of uh, in my head i was like yeah like (laughs) it was just so um you know justifying that i was like yes this was the the plan and this just proved that yes this works how do you feel about starting Um, your business with just credit cards um, uneasy uh, no uh because what happened was well the thing is is that like most people i didn't start with credit cards I started with uh, people paying me by check yeah. uh, and all that. And what I found um, for the first, I think, three years, um, what I, I did sort of transitioned into it. So for the first three or four years, I did, you know, people just paid me cash or check, uh, all that. Um, and when I say cash, I mean like they paid me cash with taxes and stuff. I oh. never ever have accepted payment without like under the table type stuff because I was like, well, I'm not doing that this dumb. I'm trying to build a uh, a brand or, um, you know, a company here. I'm not uh, working under the table uh, and doing that sort of stuff. So I was always, um, you know, trying to uh, do it the proper way. Um, you know, I started out doing credit cards and cash uh, and that as well in my business um, for the, about the first three or four years. Um, and then I slowly transitioned into credit cards where I made it optional for people. So I was still playing around with the idea (laughs) until I rebranded. When I rebranded, that's when I went like, no, this is what we're doing. And because the reason was, is that I found that no matter how good a customer paid, there would always be times where they didn't pay or were late paying. And it was like, I can't do this, especially when I'm, mowing your lawn and I'm only billing once a month because I hate doing, you know, all these invoices and stuff. Because like I said, I, you know, I said, I, you know, did cash and checks with cash. It was still cash with tax and stuff. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like cash under the table. So I was still writing invoices and stuff every time you're mowing. And I was like, this is dumb. There's so much paperwork, so many invoices if I simplify it to once a month for clients at the end of the month, like every other, my cell phone bill, my gas bill, all that sort of stuff, it makes it one invoice per customer per month, which is a lot easier at the end of tax season and all that sort of stuff to, to deal right. with. So what I found was, you know, yeah, you get customers that would, I had customers that would leave me, you know, checks uh, in the planter or leave a check in the barbecue or leave, you know, they had areas where they would leave the check or in the mailbox or whatever. Some would mail them to me, but there would always be times where something would happen and I didn't get paid and I would have to chase them (laughs) for the money and email them and text them and phone them and all this stuff. And I would find that, okay, I just did, uh, 
you know, say I'm doing like a $30 mowing job for this person or whatever. And then now I'm chasing them for money and I'm driving back and forth through the house to collect 30 bucks. Uh, and it's like, what's the point of this? <laughs> You're sounding like me like, right uh, now. I'm, I was like, I'm like, oh, are you? Okay. So I'm like every bit of profit that I even had on this job I, is gone because I've had to come back and forth so many times um, with this uh, big ass diesel truck and trailer and stuff. I've blown all of my fuel yeah. coming back and forth, you know, trying to get paid my measly whatever it is. Right. So I was like, that's it. I'm done with that. <laughs> now it's credit card or forget it. There's plenty of other chumps mowing lawns out there that you can try to take advantage of, but I'm done being your chump, you know, for this sort of thing. Right. So I'm like, that's it. So now, like I say, there is no option to the point that the last commercial client I had did what you said and said, uh, you know, can you give us a quote on this thing? And it was a big like shopping mall with a grocery store, uh, you know, doctor's offices, all the, you know, sort of smaller businesses all surrounding Mm -hmm. the, you know, uh, parking lot and stuff. So I went, gave them a quote and they're like, and I said in the quote, uh, and then I bill monthly to your visa or credit card and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they're like, Oh, we don't do that. We pay, you know, net 30 days or 60 days or whatever it is. Right. (laughs) And I was like, well, I said, well, I guess I'm not your guy then. And, uh, I was just like, that's it. it. Like, it doesn't matter to me if I lose the job or not. I'm not going through that and and waiting for money and all that stuff. And I get an email back with a credit card number. Oh, wow. And I was like, there you go. They obviously have a credit card number for taking care of stuff. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so it's like, you know, you just, you're, why is it that you, you know, when I give you a bill for services that I've done over the past month, that it takes you 60 days now to pay me for that work. Mm -hmm. The work's done. It was done 60 days ago. And even on top of that, I billed you at the end of the month. So some of that stuff is now like eight weeks since I did that work. (laughs) I just hit my line on that. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, that's not happening. I've got bills to pay. I've got a mortgage to pay. I've got kids to feed and do all that stuff. So take it or leave it. I get your credit card number. I charge you at the end of the month. That's how it is. And if you don't like it, there's tons of lawn care companies out there that'll probably accept your terms. Um, but if you want me and you want the reliability and you know, everything that I bring to the table, my experience and all that stuff, this is how it is. Of course, most, you know, commercial properties probably will walk and say, Nope, that's not how we do it. But, uh, you know, it depends on what you're doing. But for me, it was like, it doesn't matter to me. (laughs) I, you know, I'm, I'm not chasing money. You know, it's it's just not working yeah, for me. I understand that completely. I just that was one of my last YouTube videos I made myself was because I'm trying to make this decision and make that system up for this following year to receive only credit cards, okay. but everybody on credit cards. Because I've even this last year had several customers that were always dependent and reliable, and then all of a sudden this winter. I'm over $2,000 of unpaid <laughs> invoices and wow. I'm like, look, I got, I got a, um, a truck that I went decals on and I got stuff that I got to pay off my credit card and <laughs> I can't, I can't do this yeah, anymore. Yeah. And so that, I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's, it, 
Yeah. It's just so annoying. I would, you know, call customers. I would, you know, like say, finally, it's, you know, I would have to literally show up at their house during like dinner time, knocking on the door and going, and, and, you know, <laughs> it's sad. You know, some of them I would knock on the door. I, I know there was one that I mowed for like three years. Um, there was never, you know, they always paid on time. And then they just stopped paying on time and uh, just stopped paying all at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I would email them and wouldn't get a response or would get an excuse. And, you know, it just happened over and over and over. And, you know, finally, you know, I just went to their house and knocked on the door, saw their car was in the driveway, knocked on the door. They weren't expecting me. They opened the door and I was like, Hey, and they're like, Oh, you know, what's going <laughs> on? Right. And I said, well, you know, I've been, I've been emailing you. I've been, you know, trying to phone you, leaving voicemail and all this stuff. You know, you still owe me for like two months ago um, for the thing, right? And, you know, then they got in a huff like I was being rude or something and, you know, grabbed their wallet (laughs) and wrote me a check right there. And uh, I got my money and then uh, they fired me after, right? So it's like, whatever, like answer your emails. It's there's no excuses. I've left like five or six voicemail messages. I've left emails for you. I've done all this stuff and you can't respond to them and say, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. we'll get you the money by whatever day or what, you know, and, but you still expect me to come every week and mow your lawn while I'm waiting sort of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's why it was just experiences like that. But I always found that when I, um, uh, you know, the final straw was always me having to go and see them face to face. And when I did that, I always got my money. <laughs> it was like, because it was then, I guess, uncomfortable right. for them to have to be looking you straight in the eye, making excuses or whatever. It was like, you know, there's no excuses for when you're asking them, well, you know, I haven't heard from you. I've sent you like six emails. I've tried voicemail <laughs> and stuff. You know, what do you expect yeah. me to do, but come to your house and ask you? Uh, and then, uh, you know, at that point, that's where, and that's where I say it just became so much hassle and waste of fuel and all this stuff that I, I was like, I was done. So I think you're, you're kind of going through yeah, those growing Yeah, I think pains. it's an industry standard. Um, it should be. I mean, in, in almost every business, it's, it's becoming a standard. And I think in the lawn landscape business, it's not right now because so many people go into the business knowing how to do the work, but not knowing the back end on how to set these systems and set and put the credit cards in and the CRM and everything else like that. So it's, it was a learning experience for me. Yeah. And it does take a lot of time and patience to just to figure it out. But once you do, I mean, I know next year is going to be a breeze compared to me chasing all these checks and calling people yeah. and emails and yeah, everything. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would even say like, just from my experience, if I can share sort of a tip with you uh, or anybody else there that's thinking about doing credit cards is I always sell it as a benefit for them. And, you know, people this day and age are always uh, uneasy with giving, you know, your personal information, be it credit card number to somebody they just met. Obviously having that branding and stuff helps uh, to show that you're like a legitimate company and having, you know, your business licenses and all that sort of stuff if they check. Um, But also I would sell it to them as a feature by saying, um, yeah, you know, it works great because uh, everybody these days uses their credit cards. They all have their points and they get to collect their points on whatever reward program they're doing with their credit card. 
every time <laughs> I mow the lawn. So, you know, so you're collecting points and stuff. And then I said, and the other thing is, um, you know, it's the safest form of payment because I say my whole business, and this is what gets them and finally sort of eases their, um, you know, um, any uh, sort of things that they may be uh, worried about. And I say, I bill every client with credit card. The only reason I can do that is because I'm, you know, billing them fairly. I'm not overcharging them. I don't have complaints on the credit card. I said, if I started to take advantage of your credit card and you phoned the credit card company and complained and say the next customer did that and the next customer did that, they would take my merchant account away. And in an instant, I would lose how I can collect money from Mm -hmm. all my clients. So I said, I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize um, having a complaint on my merchant account. Um, and that totally puts them at ease because they, they start to go, okay, well that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Why would the guy want complaints and have his, you know, a whole account and stuff taken away and not be able to collect your, you know, uh, fees on stuff on credit cards and stuff. And it just totally, you know, and then it just takes a season, um, with that client where they see that, yeah, you're billing them just what's on the invoice. You're giving them the invoice and you know, it just builds that trust. And then there's right. never an issue after that. Um, but for those customers, I just, you know, I sell them on the, they're getting their points and that, uh, you know, it's the safest form of payment because, uh, you know, it just, it, uh, you're not taking advantage of them cause you're not going to do anything to jeopardize that credit card. So, you know, you can sort of use your own lingo <laughs> and, your own sort of thing on it. But around those things, I find that it just totally, you can, you can see the body language uh, of them Uh relax when you, you know, say that and they're like, Oh yeah, that totally makes sense. Right. And then, and then the other, you know, thing that I don't mention, but you know, the other thing to remember too, for people is that, you know, most credit cards protect them anyways from, you know, any unauthorized charge, like 50 bucks or more or whatever it is. Right. Hmm. Um, so it is the safest form of payment. Um, that they can use. Um, but of course people are, you know, worried about, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. But once yeah. I say those few things, it's, uh, they there's no, there's no issues with it. Right. Um, so just something to think about, but I would totally, uh, if I was you, um, you know, totally look into it wow. and, uh, uh, and go for it. Um, another tip I would say with credit cards is, um, you know, check the rates that the credit card companies charge you. Uh, for the merchant fees um, and uh, see if there's any, I'm not sure if there's any in the United States that do this. Um, the original merchant company that I was using um, was charging me a percentage and a transaction fee for every credit card transaction mm-hmm. I would do. Um, and the percentage was different for each credit card type. And this is how they paid for those points. So, you know, when you think about using your credit card and getting points, you're getting free points and you're getting rewards. Somebody (laughs) has to pay for that. Usually it's the company that's charging your credit card. Um, So there would be a couple of credit cards like these super high end, you know, max reward platinum cards Mm -hmm. that give the people like all the best rewards. And 
you know, when you're asking somebody, you're quoting a job and you're asking them, you know, you're telling them, I only do credit card payment. You don't know at this point what type of credit card they're going to give you, what type of reward program it is or anything like that. Um, so I was finding after like they would give me, you know, if it was a person giving me this particular credit card, I was getting dinged that transaction fee instead of it being, um, you know, 50 cents for that transaction plus the percentage, I was getting charged $10 oh plus the percentage oh, to, wow. to charge that credit card because it was this max reward and that customer was getting like crazy rewards on that card. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, this is ridiculous. How do I know to quote somebody? <laughs> what I'm going to quote them if they're going to charge, you know, me these fees on these credit card transactions. Um, so I would say just make sure you look at redo your research on if there's different rates for different types of credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up finding a comp, uh, a bank in Canada um, here. And that's why I say I don't know in the United States how it is, but that do for small businesses like mine that do flat rate. So I don't get charged any percentages of uh, the transaction and I don't get no transaction fees. I just pay, you know, and they have different tiers. So if you're a really tiny business, it's like $30 a month, but that's all you pay. Yeah. And you can charge up to, I think $30,000 on that tier. And then the next tier is like $70 and you can charge up to $75,000 a year on credit cards. Um, So it doesn't matter how many transactions or, thing as long as um you know you pay that set amount every month mm-hmm. you know exactly so it just makes it way easier for that and not having to worry about this person's using this rewards card now i'm going to get charged extra for this or that or you know you're doing a, a little transaction or a big transaction it doesn't matter um so just do your uh due diligence in finding the different uh, merchant accounts mm-hmm. um because you don't want uh some crazy know. bills yeah, so there's a, a lot to it. Um, but once you're comfortable, right? And there's so many more options now um, with, uh, you know, the whole Square and all these other companies coming that mm-hmm. let you put phone readers and all this sort of stuff in, right? That I don't do any of that. I just do over the phone transactions with my client cards. Oh, okay. Um, over the phone then. Uh, yeah, because yeah, so, I think the uh, system I have through my... Uh, CRM, I can actually send them an email and then they can just add the, through the email. Um, oh, nice. And then you know, I yeah. can just see it and then I can charge it as I, as I go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different ways they, that they do it. Um, different uh, types and different plans. Like I can get the, the mobile reader if I want, I can do um, it online if I want. Um, but there's other fees associated with all those sort of different options. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the simplest thing from, from my particular situation is I just keep their credit cards on file and then I just charge them over the phone at the end of the, the month. Um, and, uh, then it's all done, <laughs> but yeah, the fees are the big thing. You want to look into the fees and make sure you shop around and see, um, what's, uh, the best, right. Cause then you become into that sort of, um, system where it's like, well, you know, I want to offer credit cards, but you know, it's actually costing me to offer credit cards like way too much and, and all that. And I've seen that a lot too. Um, and then they make you always sign contracts with those credit cards, mm-hmm. uh, companies to be able to charge. So I think uh, at least here in Canada, like the first time you sign up to be a credit card merchant, it's like a three year contract. Wow. Yeah. 
And then once your three years is done, then you can renew by the year after that. So it's only year to year uh, after that. Um, so it may be different in the States. Yeah, I don't and, think there's uh, any contracts. <laughs> oh, that's you're lucky then. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next question uh, I want to ask you is, uh, so what are your future plans or goals for your business? Future plans that I have right now is uh, this winter, I'm just trying to take it easy and I'm spending the next, well, I guess I only have about maybe six weeks left in the office, but I'm spending it here in the office and going to be building um, every system that I need to have like, you know, a million dollar in sales business to, to where I'm running three or okay. four crews. And so I'm just trying to think really big and outside the box on from when I get a phone call to when I go out and give the estimate and then I give the bid and, you know, making the sale and all the way to doing the job and billing them and, you know, how, mm -hmm. how I'm going to do all that to play with the least amount of headaches and, um, you know, it's just the fastest way as well and most reliable way that is simplified. And so that's what I'll be spending <laughs> these next uh, several weeks doing as well with the website uh, for the marketing um, just so much going on. I mean, <laughs> I, I realized yeah. how everything last year, um, as I was learn, I literally took last year and I was literally reading book after book, listening to podcasts after podcasts and YouTube videos, learning so much. And now this year I'm ready to start fresh and just put it all to good use. And, mm -hmm. um, definitely, um, <laughs> go, you know, go at it. Cause I know it's not going to be easy. But it's and it's a lot to do. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to take it step by step. Mm -hmm. And um, so this next uh, question is a new one um, that uh, I haven't asked uh, any of the previous guests. And it's because uh, the last uh, interview I did with Brad Lloyd mm -hmm. um, from Your Way Lawn Care, he kind of flipped it on me at the end. <laughs> um, and he asked me a question. And uh, I thought that's a really good question. And I think I'm going to actually ask that to all the future interview uh, people. And that is, uh, what is the weirdest thing you've seen or has happened to you during business? Huh. Oh, man. Have... It, there's so many weird ones. Uh, one that I guess first come to mind is this one that, you know, catch you off guard on your keep you on edge is, you know, when you're, I'm filling out a, a big old estimate for a big project for a guy. And then <laughs> he, yeah, you go, I went, go all the way there to go give him this estimate and he looks it over. Yeah. He wants to, <laughs> he, he, he just doesn't want to follow through with it after talking with him for, you know, weeks on end on trying to put together every little detail about what he wants. And then he's just like, no, no, mm -hmm. I don't want it anymore. And it's just. <laughs> <laughs> so it made you go yeah, through all that. Like, like he was wanting rock and landscaping all around his house and in the back of his house. And it was just, you know, it took me a long time, especially because I was so brand new at this. So it's not something I could just, you know, figure out yes. numbers off the top of my head. Because in the end of the day, I screw myself over more or less anyways, because I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. Yeah. And because. To probably drive it around a lot, oh, getting yeah. prices yeah, for a things. Yeah, a lot of time and money spent in just the estimate for sure. 
yeah, just yeah. a huge headache. That's cr- yeah, yeah. No, that's crazy. And for it to uh, go on for so long um, until he, you know, finally gets a uh, face to face with mm-hmm. you and uh, and to change his mind. Um, so we're about two questions left here. Um, and the first one is, um, what is or share your best piece of advice with those just starting out in the business? So I want you to think of this and I say this to everybody. I want you to think of this as somebody, your friend, um, comes up to you, uh, and says, Hey Tim, you know, I'm, you know, I'm seeing, you know, you making your changes in your life. You've started this lawn care business. Um, you know, I'm thinking about doing the same, mm-hmm. you know, so this is a person that you like. This is a person that you would want the best for. Yeah. So you're going to genuinely want to see them succeed. Uh-huh. What would you tell them about, you know, starting their own lawn care business? Let's see. Well, that's not, I think I, I know how to answer this one pretty well, just because it pertains to a few people I've had come into the business. And when they see me doing okay. it, you know, I, I guess I, I motivate them so much that they just want to go out there and maybe start their own thing. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, because a lot of them seen me like where I came from. And so they're like, oh, man, well, he's doing it. Look at me. I'm going to go do it. And the um, I I got done reading a book um, by Simon Sinek, the the why of your business. And okay. while reading that book, it really put the foundation of my business. And so everything that I do around my business is evolved around that. Why is that question? Why, why am I doing this business? And I think that's the fundamental reason, because if your why is just for money, you're really not going to probably, mm-hmm. you know, make it to the end. <laughs> because of all the stuff that you have to deal with through the customers and the time that it takes to give estimates and the time you're spent away from doing all the extra things that you'd like to do. Um, you really have to, you know, yeah. figure out and understand why and what the purpose is. Because if, if it's something that you really want to do, you, you're going to do it and you're going to have that full passion and you're going to know why you're doing it. Yeah. That's a great uh, piece of advice uh, for somebody just starting out um, is to figure out what is your why? Is it, um, you know, that uh, like for me, it was the struggle of working for somebody else and having them tell me what I can or cannot do. I've told the mm-hmm. story of uh, on past episodes where, you know, my wife was having our second baby. We knew it was going to be a C-section. I was working in this job. Um, I had. Uh, and because it was a C-section, we knew months in advance when this baby was going to be a, born, like to <laughs> the date. Um, and so I took time off knowing that, you know, the first time she had a baby, it was a C-section and, you know, being cut mm-hmm. open all the way, you know, through your, uh, your front there, um, you can't get out of bed for a while. Yeah. It takes a few weeks of recovery and stuff. So she can't go and pick up the baby out of the crib and all that sort of stuff. So I was like, you know, she's going to need help for this second uh, go round. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, told my work, this is when this is happening. I need time off. They said, okay, no problem. A week, be- months go by a week before they fire somebody. Oh, wow. And the manager calls me into the office and says, uh, and this was on a Friday. Of course. The Monday I was supposed to start my time off, uh, my wife was 
you know, scheduled to have her, the baby on that Monday. Um, and, uh, they call me into office and say, you can't take next week off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I gave you like two months notice. And they're like, well, we had to fire that thing. So now we're shorthanded. Mm-hmm. And it was like, are you kidding me? I said, that's your problem. I'm not showing up. I've given you guys, you know, two months in advance notice. You all approved it. You made me go jump through hoops and stuff with their head office and all that stuff to get this all approved. It was all approved. And now you're telling me I can't take it because you decided to fire somebody. (laughs) And then, uh, and they said, well, if you don't show up, then don't bother coming back. Mm, And I was sitting there going, the amount of stress (sighs) that this person just put on me when I've got a family. I have a, another baby coming in two days and you're telling me basically that I don't have a job anymore because you're not going to give me the time off. Right. That, And I have no choice because my wife can't be at home with a newborn when she can't get out of bed to go pick up the baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that weekend was sleepless and it was just so and at that moment that was my why life changing and that's yeah and that's when i said i will never ever work for somebody else again in my life and that's what got me on my i had always played with entrepreneur uh you know ideas Mm -hmm. and you know had it in the back of my head and tried businesses but that's when it clicked in my head and it was like I'm going to make it work because there's no other option. There's no, you know, going back to doing something else uh, like that. Um, So, yeah, it's, you know, great tie in there when you talk about uh, that book by uh, Simon Sinek uh, in knowing your why uh, and uh, figuring it out because that will, times will be tough when you're starting a new business um, and you're going through, uh, all of that sort of stuff. You're going through the trying to make ends meet, uh, trying to build uh, that customer base um, and trying to get, um, you know, all of that uh, stuff built up and, uh, you know, going. Um, so, you know, it's uh, important uh, knowing your why, because that will take you through all of that. Mm-hmm. So last question. Um, how can people get a hold of you if uh, they want to follow you online uh, and all that sort of stuff? Well, right now, the website is under construction and it will be lawnandbeyondllc.com. And with okay. that, that's also my Facebook and Instagram, which I'm usually always on, which is um, yeah. Instagram, Facebook slash LLC. And then my YouTube, I don't really have the a general made <laughs> link, but I just created this YouTube. So if you can check it out, just look up the company name Lawn Beyond. You'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll find your logo mm-hmm. uh, when they uh, type into to YouTube the, the Lawn and Beyond logo. So if uh, you know you follow him on Instagram, I'll put links also in the podcast show notes um, to the Instagram and to the YouTube mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, to the website as well. And uh, people can... Uh, follow you right from there but yeah once you once you see your 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 logo is very unique so once they see your logo uh then they'll be able to find you everywhere (laughs) else 
Uh, um, real quick on, <laughs> on the on the social media though for the next yep. uh, the, for the month of February, I am called to take a, a social media fast, and I'm really just going to disconnect and focus on these systems and build everything. And I'm gonna be I'm be coming okay. back, you know, 110 percent um, on all this, and also share all the information, everything that uh, I acquire and am deciding to do with the business. So I'm excited to go forward and get this done. <laughs> it's going to be a... Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's it's great to uh, focus on uh, what you need to get done before the season starts. You can um, burn a lot of time on social media <laughs> yeah. and uh, and end up with uh, not a lot to show right. for it at times. So it's good to, to focus and recharge your batteries too um, and uh, get that done. So it was uh, really nice uh, talking to you. Um, I really do appreciate you coming on to uh, the podcast uh, and taking the time to come on. I appreciate you, Julio. Thanks for inviting me, and uh, thank you for just having me come. Awesome. So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview episode with Tim Bennett from Lawn and Beyond LLC. Uh, I just want to thank Tim for coming onto the podcast and sharing that inspirational story of going from, you know, homeless and, uh, you know, using drugs uh, to you know, starting his lawn care company and, uh, you know, having this new focus, uh, in life, uh, with the goal of achieving a million dollars in sales. Um, so thank you again, Tim, for coming on to the show. I'll leave, uh, links in the podcast show notes to, uh, Tim's uh, Instagram page as well as his YouTube channel if you guys uh, want to go and check that out. Uh, so that's it for this one, guys. Uh, here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.